magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. that it is difficult to know exactly where to start. But let me say this. First, the Biden administration is enforcing immigration laws. In fact, the administration has been so heavy-handed in recent months that I have serious concerns about how they are conducting border enforcement. The progressive left is an enjoyable treat. The Biden administration has been heavy-handed in dealing with the border, securing the border. The the belief that we are not grown-ups. The belief that we can be spoon-fed and that it works. That's that's the story here. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. I got plenty of rest. I have no idea what's with my voice. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm not going to go through like three weeks of a cold to find that I'm back for a week and I lose my voice. Nah, not happening. I am going to use sheer willpower and possibly some tea with honey, but I don't drink tea. So some hot water with honey and lemon because I've turned into my grandmother to do away with this thing. The phone number 317-239-9393. She'll say it. People will buy into it. People will believe it. She'll get away with it. Nothing is heavy-handed about the border. We don't even have a hand at the border, never mind a heavy one. We are not doing anywhere near enough to protect the border. She's worried that we're being too rough. It's precious. It's precious if it wasn't so dangerous. Evan Sayet, who wrote The Kindergarten of Eden, was was always uh, 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 fond of saying, it's not only that they're wrong, they're 180 de- degrees diametrically opposed to the truth. They're not only wrong, they're as wrong as wrong can be, is what he would say all, all the time he was in his books. And, and, and here it is. To see the way things are, to know one's ideology, and then make the turn and say it with a smile. That's that that's that's a that's a skill. That is a that is a very sociopath psych wait, would it be sociopath or psychopath? I don't know, but I think you can make horror movies about it. They know what's real, they know what they want people to believe, and they do it with a smile. Super creepy. I mean, this coming from Pramila Jayapal, the leader of the Progressive Caucus, she's from Washington State, so creepy, all she needs is a balloon and a sewer. That's it. So this is what you're going to start hearing. Joe Biden's been too rough at the border. As long as you don't believe it. As long as you stand up and say, yeah, this is crazy talk. Not crazy is the attack on the Houthi rebels, which is coming... Mm, two months too late. But this is with the UK. 
What has happened? What has transpired? Why? What will it lead to? And are we prepared to end a threat? I don't believe our America is, but it very much needs to be. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. pieces to these bombings that are taking place against the Houthi rebels, and it's our job to go over all of them. But be clear, the people who are saying Joe Biden had to get approval from Congress first are wrong, and the good half of the people saying Joe Biden needs to get approval from Congress first are just angry that there's anything going on that isn't against Israel. If Joe Biden bombed Israel... Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Cori Bush and Andre Carson, they wouldn't say a word. They'd pop champagne. Oh, we'll get into Congressman Andre Carson in a bit. And what we have to do in central Indiana to get him out of office. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I had stated uh, yesterday, you know, every day we we do a, hey, here's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And I I thought it was, you know, kind of geeky to talk about the lack of the navigable seas. What has actually happened in the area with these Houthi rebels? So so the Houthi rebels out of Yemen, there is and has been going on for years a proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. And I would ask you to pull up a map. Just, just you know, go to whatever search engine you use, Red Sea map. And then just pull out and get an idea of the area. Get an idea of where Saudi Arabia is, where Iran is, and where Israel is. Just to give you an idea of of proximity and and lack thereof. Because between Israel and Iran, you've got Jordan, you've got Syria, you've got Iraq. But between Saudi Arabia and Iran, you have basically the Gulf of Oman. You don't have much. And that little hook by the Gulf of Oman is called the Straits of Hormuz. And that's where uh, there you have oil tankers being attacked in that area. And in the Red Sea, uh, on the other side of Saudi Arabia, separating it for, from Egypt and Sudan and, and Eritrea, you, you've got the Red Sea. You have a lot of shipping that takes place uh, through there. Heading up to the Suez Canal, which would connect the Red Sea with the Mediterranean. And you have a lot of shipping that takes place, a lot of these attacks from the Houthi rebels. The rebels are supported by Iran, as we said. And the attacks are happening in the Red Sea to the, would that be the, would that be the, that'd be the West there. And then the Gulf of Aden down below, below Yemen. This has caused major shipping concerns like Maersk, M-A-E-R-S-K, to say, all right, we're not going to do anything in the Red Sea. We're going to go all the way around picture it take a look at the map you're talking about all the way through the mediterranean into the atlantic to the south atlantic around south africa and then back up that's a lot of extra time and money and that means extra cost for you us in indiana will feel the cost increases because of this maneuver because of what the houthi rebels are doing in their attacks 
And of course, this is all in conjunction in concert with trying to be supportive of Hamas. Same money flowing, same desires. The elimination of Israel, destruction of America, destruction of Western civilization, nothing changes with these people. And that's right, I said these people. People who want to destroy a whole other group of people, I say these people, and I apologize for nothing. So what has happened, as we've talked about the seas, is that the United States has allowed this group, which is funded and is trained, to basically prevent others from being able to engage in shipping and other things. If you don't have the navigable seas, what do you have? We have discussed this in relationship to China. Move your map over. Take a look at everything that is China is doing in the East China Sea, in, in, in the Philippine Sea, in the Yellow Sea, trying to gain control, the South China Sea, have control of the area to engage further hegemony of the area and try to prevent others from moving. We have seen this with fishing vessels. You're talking about massive trawlers from China trying to completely disrupt how uh, uh, the, the, these beds of fish, the, the, these schools of fish uh, populate and feed, which would starve out communities. And you're talking about the building of islands. If you were to take a look at something called the Spralty Islands, S-P-R-A-L-T-Y. I'm going to look it up right now. The Spralty Islands. What you would see is that China built islands out of nothing. I think I've got the name right. They have built islands out of nothing. And you're like, well, what's the purpose there? Well, one of the purposes is that you can take these islands and put on an airstrip and use it for refueling. So there's a military rationale for doing this. The other one is if you can build an island... I know, I know, that's what it sounds like, but it's true. You can then claim the waters around them. It's about control. All of this to say without a Navy, one cannot guarantee the navigable seas. You cannot guarantee safety and security. You disrupt shipping, therefore you disrupt lives in a way that cannot be quantified. The United States, and I I would argue this was Great Britain taking the lead because Joe Biden has not taken a lead here. And as we know, Lloyd Austin, we don't know whether he works or not, the Secretary of Defense. He could be laid up in the hospital for three days. Nobody would know it. They have struck back. This took place Thursday night. Now, there have been, forgive me, there have been little uh, responses here and there. The shooting down of rockets, uh, missiles from the Houthi rebels that has happened from the United States, from U.S. destroyers, as well as the Israelis via Iron Dome or other, other methodologies. But this is the first 
combined attack utilizing the tomahawk. The, the tomahawk uh, is uh, can be launched uh, both uh, via torpedo tube. It can be launched vertically. Uh, it then reaches speeds of 500 miles an hour. It uses GPS, something called TURCOM, which is terrain contour matching, and it can do some serious damage. Or the, 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 tomahawk, the tomahawk has been good for us. So you're talking about Tomahawk missiles launched from warships. Fighter jets have been out. They have struck, as reported by the Washington Times, at least a dozen sites used by the Houthi rebels, including logistical hubs, air defense systems, and weapon storage locations. This should have happened two months ago. The second the Houthi rebels thought they could just take over an, an, an oil tanker or, or some other ship, they hold people hostage today. This should have happened two months ago with a massive level of force from the United States. So much so that people said, oh, all right, look, you want to attack Israel? Fine. Believe the water alone. We didn't do it. You thought you were going to negotiate this. I'm not opposed to negotiation. I'm opposed to foolhardy missions. This brings us to Congressman Rokahana, backed by Congressman Thomas Massey, Democrat and Republican. Is anybody going to ask Congress for a declaration of war? Then you've got Cory Bush and Rashida Tlaib demanding the same. Different purposes here. Cory Bush and Rashida Tlaib are just upset that their friends are getting bombed. These are people who believe in Israel being destroyed. They are what they are. All these progressives, all these squad members. And I add Andre Carson to that list. I'll, describe, I'll discuss him coming up. Massey and, and Rokahana, they want to make sure the Constitution is followed. That's my belief. If I understand it properly, uh, Joe Biden would have two days to inform Congress of his actions. And he is allowed to take his commander-in-chief an action to keep, uh, whether it be American servicemen or American citizens safe. He can take that action, which is why I argue this should have happened two months ago. If this was going to be protracted, a protracted level of fighting, then you would have to get congressional approval, and I do not oppose that. But this first, this right here, he's allowed to do this in defense of American servicemen, in defense of American interests. Yes, he is. It should have happened two months ago, and Lord only knows if this president's willing to do enough to end the problem. The new studio officially under construction. Now I need to figure out how I'm going to uh, furnish this thing, Matt Bear. I need to find uh, chairs and, and some some set pieces. So if, if anybody has a, a good uh, lead, a good uh, take on... Um, they, they can't be too big. Like, I can't have the chairs be too big. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning, because there's only so much space. But a, a worthwhile leather, or dare I say pleather, uh, chair. A series of them. I need, I need like six. I need six of them. If anybody has a good lead on used, new, whatever whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm in the market, Matt Bear. This place is going to be... It's going to be quite all right. You're going to get invited, Matt. It's going to be very exciting for you. But the last time I invited Matt Bear to my house, he said, and I'm quoting, nah. 
invited him to my home for a meal, and he said, honestly, Tony, I'd rather starve. I was there. It was, it was, very, it was very rude. I, I invited him, come break bread with my wife and my children, and he said, really? Do I, do I need this? And then, and then I never heard from him again. I That's how it went down, door. Matt. True or false? No, it's. I mean, it's false. I was knocking on the door and I was shouting. Um, I kind of had a John Cusack say anything thing going on with the uh, boombox and the stereo. Nobody let me in. I, if I, you I, have a boombox, I will give you $20 right now. <laughs> so yeah. help me. And I'm talking about cash from America. No, that Canadian crap. No, no. American I, cash, sweetie boo. I think I have an iPod mini around here. Let me check. That's close enough. You all right? That's close enough. So uh, leather chairs, not too big, not not too big, uh, and and anything in the mid-century style, any furniture in the mid-century style, because I need to now furnish the new studio. So, so if you if you got anything, Matt Bear, if you find anything <laughs> on the side of the road, whatever. Save it for TK. I am so tempted to bring you my couch, which is probably worth about $20 right now. It's, it's It seats two people, and, and I think it would be a great uh, little uh, studio waiting room couch for you. You know, it'd be beautiful. It'd waiting hold. room. Like, like I'm ever going to invite anybody to this place. <laughs> it's where you keep them out on the, you know, little floor patio there that leads to your basement. Right. It better be comfortable because you're going to wait a long time. <laughs> right. The pictures or it didn't happen. Let's see a picture. Let's see, a, let's see a picture of your of your twenty dollar couch. Let's let's see how much we can get for it. I don't have a picture on me right now. Um, I'll take a picture over the weekend. Bring it on Monday. Okay, okay. It's, it's good. Oh man, it's Just gross. A, by the way, follow Matt on the Twitter box, the X there, Matt and Traffic, and of course the blog at wibc.com. Get all the traffic updates. NBC engaging a series of layoffs. It's not that these things don't happen. It's that there have been moves for layoffs in media going on for the past couple years with no end in sight. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Yesterday about people who are well, they, I should say they brought it to my attention, and they're very upset uh, about it. And a conversation I had on social media yesterday did not go well. I mean, when you've got people saying, "Well, I'll wait till a child dies, and that'll prove my point," that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> We we don't need to talk anymore. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. This has to do with uh, House Bill 1062, which would allow uh, children who are 14 to be exempted from going to school. They could work the family farm. They could work other farms. This is all about cheap labor. Interesting take if you had said it, I don't know, like a rational person. I think that this is first about whether or not the farm needs help. And you want to say that that's labor. Uh, Protecting the family is there's nothing wrong with that. And B, why is education only the school? I think this is about uh, the, the union type folk saying the kids have to be in school and this is the only place they can be. Nah. 
And I'm in favor of breaking the union and I'm in favor of breaking the system because it doesn't work. Now, I say this as somebody who will tell you that to say that as a as a blanket statement across the board is a hard one to do. My kids go uh, to Carmel schools. So far, I'm rather impressed. I keep an eye on everything. So far, I'm rather impressed. You can't say that about everywhere. If I were to take a look at all the pieces of data that I have all across the nation, nah, it doesn't work. But most importantly, I support parents being able to make that decision. All of a sudden, when it comes to schools, we're not in favor of what's best for their kid. Just like I oppose all of these transition surgeries because it's not best for the kid. It's the abuse of the kid. You see how that works? Well, the parent thinks this is best. The parent is abusing their kid. But the parent who wants their kid to work the family farm, that's abuse. But the parent who wants to mutilate their child, that's fine. I, everyone's got to, can we, can we come to some kind of understanding here? If a parent wants their kid working and learning the farm, okay. Okay. You're going you're gonna to tell me this is a child labor issue? Interesting. I'm, I'm not necessarily buying. I also don't know how many kids this would affect. How many families are in this situation? But when you tell me kids get hurt on farms, kids can get hurt anywhere. I don't know what all of a sudden uh, it's too dangerous and, and, and the farm is, 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 the, is the most dangerous place on earth. And literally, actually somebody wrote, I'll wait for a kid to get killed. I think it was in a combine accident or something like that. And then you'll see. Man, what a weird thing to want and wish for. But as people have been talking about legislation and people are complaining about, look what these evil Republicans are doing in Indiana. Someone brought up election day and free public transportation. I said, tell me more. Uh, Gary Byrne, um, a, uh, a state senator, has filed a bill to prohibit public transportation agencies from offering free or reduced fare rides on election day. I guess there are are groups, uh, I think AARP is one of them, that engage in sponsorship of these kinds of days, and you can take the bus for free on election day. Um, They do this in Indianapolis, Gary, Fort Wayne, and Evansville. What what Senator Byrne has stated is said, well, in, in rural areas, you can't get a free ride because you don't have the public transportation there. And you're saying that some people get something for free and some people don't. That's not fair. The left uh, looks at this and says, this is voter suppression. I look at this and laugh out loud at the left. Your reactionary insanity deserves derision. If I don't give people a free ride, it's voter suppression. You are ridiculous. You're ridiculous. This this is the statement you made. If I don't give people a free ride, if Indiana doesn't give people a free ride, it's voter suppression. With all due respect, that's dumb and you know it. I mean, that, I, I don't. I wish I had another word for it. That is a ridiculous, nonsensical, hot garbage statement. You should be ashamed of yourself. But that's only possible if you had shame. 
interesting, interesting conversation here. Is there any doubt that the people who use public transportation in the main would be people from lower income neighborhoods? And one could argue demographically that those people vote for Democrats in the main. So the argument is, here's this Republican trying to keep Democrats from voting, right? That's that's their, their argument. Now, they won't say it as clearly as I just did because they're too afraid of being called some kind of name. Honesty never has to worry about those things. That's their argument that you are trying to specifically and purposefully keep Democrats from voting. That's their argument. I think this is very interesting because I think that if someone had told me we offer free rides on election day, I'd be like, okay. I don't think I've thought about it. Why do we offer free rides on election day? If you in your car want to offer free rides on election day, you're not going to see me stop you, kitten. Go rent a bus. Why is the state doing it? And if the state does not offer free rides for everybody, including me, and you know I'm going to need the chicken limo. If if I am not getting a free ride, if my wife isn't, but other people are, isn't, isn't that me being disenfranchised? Isn't that, isn't the suppression, as the senator is saying, on the people who don't get a free ride? I had not, I have spent zero time on this until yesterday. I am fascinated by this. I think the senator might be right. We'll talk more about.